spoiler warning. The following discussion will contain spoilers. We recommend checking out the movie first, then coming back to hang with us. But, if you don't care about that, glad to have you here. And there she was, glistening in all her gray plastic glory. A maze of rubber wiring and electronic intelligence so advanced it was deemed not a video game, but an 8-bit entertainment system. Say hello to my little friend. Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Real Review. My name's Kevin. I'm John. And we are The Real Movie Guys. It's December, so you know what that means. Real Christmas. Real Christmas is a special event where we review and discuss all your favorite holiday movies. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about 8-Bit Christmas. In 1980 Chicago, a 10-year-old sets out on a quest to get the Christmas gift of his generation, the latest and greatest video game system. Now, John, I had some expectations for this movie. From what I could tell from the trailers, this seemed like this was going to be like a new modern Christmas story. Did you get that kind of vibe? Yeah, definitely. Especially after watching the trailer of it. It's trying to nostalgia bait us. It's all about the 80s. This whole movie literally is soaked in the 80s. And for what it is, I think there was something there, potentially. But ultimately, I have to tell you, I was really disappointed with this movie. I can kind of agree. So let's talk about what we thought worked. For the 80s nostalgia point, I think that stuff worked. Like the Nintendo game system, I think there's some really great jokes about that for our Nintendo fans out there. Like blowing into the cartridge. I know Neil Patrick Harris's daughter asked him, like, why are you blowing into the cartridge? He's like, I don't know dust maybe uh, you just you just do it before you put it in the power glove references in the movie how that didn't work at all with anything you know the girl beat him easily at the video game because it didn't do anything another personal favorite of mine was where they're sitting by the radio waiting to hear the school cancellations for the snow day i remember doing that man i remember like just waiting like oh my god please announce our school on the radio so we don't have to go in now were there any things that particularly worked for you john that you liked in the movie i feel like some of the humor was kind of funny in a couple parts but mostly it was team like it was rushed and the other parts seemed like it was going too slow yeah it was very uneven as far as pacing the beginning i felt was like the strongest part of this movie the whole beginning is there's this one popular kid timmy keen who i thought was hilarious in this whole movie he has a nintendo console and all these kids have to go over there and try to like coerce him to get into his house to try and play it they were setting up this interesting dynamic there with his character and then he just disappears midway through the movie i'm like oh Okay, and then I felt like it tried way too hard. We talked about earlier how this could have been maybe more of a modern Christmas story kind of movie, and I think that's really where this movie falters. It just wanted to be something it wasn't, and what you get at the end of the day is an amalgamation of just these random plot points that kind of connect, kind of don't, and I lost interest right away. And also the one thing with Neil Patrick Harris doing the narrating and stuff, all right, I'm kind of excited for this. Neil Patrick Harris is automatically likable, just as a person in general, regardless if he's playing a character or not so having him as the narrator should have been like that crux that you need to draw this story in but i feel like he's just not given enough for us to care about anything unfortunately i don't want this movie to sound like it's absolutely terrible it's it's not good don't get me wrong i don't think it's that great but i think the overall messaging is really nice at the end of the movie we get to see what the meaning of christmas is you know they try to give their take on it at the end of christmas story he gets his red rider bb gun he almost shoots his eye out and ties together you know he got what he wanted but maybe it wasn't what he necessarily wanted there was 
something else there. This movie does the same thing a little differently. Steve Zahn's in this movie. I want to say that first too. For our Steve Zahn fans out there, I don't know how many there are of you. I think he's hilarious. He plays the father. His relationship with Winslow Fegley, who plays Jake Doyle, the main protagonist in the movie. The father and son dynamic is something I think they should have explored a little bit more. And I think I would have been more invested with the ending that they were going for, where he's been asking for a Nintendo the whole movie. He doesn't get it at all. But instead, his dad, he builds him a treehouse and gives him that as a gift. And that ended up being more important than the Nintendo. It was a bond between his father, himself. It was something special. I just don't feel like there was enough build to that scene. Would you agree with that, John? Like, I felt like we didn't earn that ending. Yeah, that buildup wasn't great. I felt like if they built it up stronger, it would have had an even better ending. And the way that they just came about it wasn't great. They hinted at it here and there, but it wasn't enough. Maybe I wanted more father and son scenes. Maybe that would have been an angle they should have focused heavier on. Like how maybe they're distant, not really connected. And this was like the one special thing that was going to bring them together. Just never felt like they earned that. Like, don't get me wrong. Maybe I got a little teary eyed at the end. Maybe oh, just because it had a nice heartfelt moment, but it's just a moment. It's not indicative of everything that happened in this movie for it to matter to me. Like you said, I think the movie is funny at times. It's not overtly funny. I got like a chuckle. I think that's fair. The references, again, nostalgia baiting us. You know, we've talked about nostalgia bait previously on the channel. The whole video games in general. I thought maybe there would be more of like a video game tie into this movie. It really wasn't. 8 Bit Christmas, again, felt like just another tag to get you into this. I think what can carry this story, if nothing else, the Doyle family, I thought they were a likable family. Jake and his sister Lizzie, the mother, Kathy, played by June Diane Raphael, who I thought she was really funny too, as the stressed out teacher mom. And of course, the wonderful Steve Zahn. It is a likable family. It is a likable unit. It's just, again, one of those situations I feel like we notice more and more lately with the movies that we watch. There's good characters in there, but the story you're telling just isn't interesting. So the movie kind of falls apart for me. Yeah, that's true. Definitely agree with you. Another character I just want to shout out real quick. David Cross was in this movie, the most wonderful comedian in the world, playing the Santa who's selling Cabbage Patch dolls out of his back trunk. Just give me that movie, man. I want to know the story of that. Black Market Cabbage Patch dolls with David Cross. There's something there. Like I said, the real big negatives is movies utterly soulless. It really just feels like a cash grab that said, hey, you like the 80s? You like Christmas Story? Here's your movie. That's what we're giving you. You know, all the kids are generic characters for the most part. They have one quirky character trait. One kid loves to like fast talk you. That's his whole shtick. Timmy Keen, who I thought was hilarious. I really wanted something with him. He's just the spoiled rich brat with an anger problem. No one has more character traits than that. All one dimensional. Not to say that every character has to have dimension, but maybe something a little bit more besides like the nerdy kid who can just throw up. If you're looking for something more modern to show your kids besides the typical Christmas story, I think audiences will get something out of this. Maybe even the younger generation won't have a terrible time with this, but the overtly long plot, I think it really just drags on, especially the middle of the movie. I was like, when is this going to end? This should have ended 30 minutes ago. It's just way too long. I just couldn't invest anymore. That's the thing too about these kind of movies. The worst part is when you're halfway through a movie and you're wanting it to end already, you just know that it's not great. Yeah, and I think the worst part is this is made for us. This is made for our generation, this movie. We're the ones who are supposed to be invested in it. And when we want to turn it off, I don't know how you can expect a younger generation to feel that much more interest into it. Fortunately, 8-Bit Christmas, I think, fun experiment. It had a lot of potential here. Ends up being a failure. I can't see myself ever going back to this movie. But I think that all leads us to our final scores. I'm going to give 8-Bit Christmas a D plus. Oh, first you have to do this. Why? I don't know. Just how it works. Nice. Maybe dust? I don't know.
I wish I could have liked this movie. I feel like I say that a lot when we talk about bad movies. I always try to find the positives. And I think there is a little bit of Christmas spirit here. I think it captures that whole special idea of getting a gift, receiving a gift, and what really matters with the holiday. Maybe a quick watch could be recommended if you have younger kids and you just want to share a little bit of the nostalgia you had in the 80s and want to just feel like a little bit. But honestly, I think it's just soulless. There's just not much there for anyone. There's better Christmas movies to spend your time with. But Christmas just isn't one of them. John? Where do you stand with this film? Yeah, I give this film a D. Mom! Mom, wake up! Uh, what? Give me a Pop-Tart! Uh, how many? Just one. Does even- I thought it was below average. And it's not one of those movies that I'm definitely going to go back to where I really think about more than just like after seeing it. I mean, it was fun why it was on, but just not one I'm ever going to go back to. It felt like an overglorified Hallmark movie at times. I hate to give that comparison because I feel like there's Hallmark movies that are probably better than this movie. You had Neil Patrick Harris, guys. You had a great narrator. You couldn't give me something. It's a shame. I think there's something that could have worked, but as we tend to say a lot on this channel, it just fell on its face unfortunately. Thank you all for joining us for this episode of The Real Review. Real Christmas continues on as we review your favorite Christmas movies. We'll catch you next time. See ya! If you guys like what you've seen here today, consider giving this video a like and leaving your thoughts in the comments below. If you want to stay up to date with everything Real Movie Guys related, make sure to hit that subscribe button and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget all you audio listeners at home, we are available on many podcasting platforms. Just search The Real Movie Guys and you should pop right up. Thank you again all so much for joining us on this episode of The Real Review. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you next time.